The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Somebody once asked me to come speak to bereaved parents. I said, no, no, not for me. They said, please come. I said, you know, it's very easy to tell somebody, uh, hey, get over it, life should go on. You know, someone that Chas went through the Nisayan, in Chochem Kibar Nisayan, so a woman called me up and she, her argument was, well, we've had that already, people that have gone through the challenge, the Ebesh Zalapitin, but that's it's a tremendous pressure on us that we have to get our life together. It's not so easy. But basically she meant to say, you no one really takes seriously anyway, so can't do much damage. So I started researching what to say, what not to say, and I had my speech down packed. It was a powerful speech about how Neshamas come down to this world and how they leave this world. Powerful speech about how certain Neshamas are assigned to certain parents only for a certain amount of time. Stories, Amunah, Betachem. I thought it was a good speech. And I called a friend of mine, Rachman al-Islam, the Ebshiz al-Shayman lost three children. Genetic situation. He said, by the Levi of his third child, You lose three, you're still Mechuyev to bench Mazum. So he, he said to me, Okay, so you're giving Chizik, right? He said it's kind of sarcastically. So I said to him, Look, I didn't ask for it, but just tell me what to say. He says, I don't know, I, I don't have what you should say. I said, Could you tell me what not to say? He said, Yeah. He said, Don't, don't start lecturing about Amun and Betachim. Okay? The parents that are hurting. They went one page. Don't stop telling them stories about Neshamas, why they come down to this world. They went another page. Don't start. By the time he finished, I had no speech left. I said to him, what should I say? So he told me to call a person, a woman that had gone through a lot. He went back and forth. I spoke to her husband and... Finally, the wife got on the phone. She said, I'll, I'll share something with you. When I lost my child, Rahman al-Islam, the world came to an end. I came home. During the shiva, I had to put up a front. Right after the shiva, I went into my house. And I locked myself in a room. And I said, I'm never coming out of this room. Not as long as I live. I looked out the window occasionally, and I saw groups of girls walking and laughing on their way home from school. I wanted to lift the window and yell at them. How dare you laugh! I was, I was embarrassed. But I wanted to. I was angry at them for laughing. Therapists, social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists. Give it time. There's the grieving process. There's grieving. There's acceptance. There's bargaining. There's guilt. There's recovery. But all of those seasons passed, and I was still in the room. I was still angry at the world for laughing. I couldn't fathom why in the world somebody would want to have a child if Hashem takes away that child. I was angry at my husband. I was angry at my other children. Can't rationalize why. I was angry at the world. Once a week I went down to the grocery store. I had to. Life has to go on. We have to eat. My husband was giving me a very hard time that week. There was a very a family, there was a family simple, a very close family member. 
I said, I'm not going. He told me it's four months since the shiva. I said, I am not going. And I came up from the groceries and I knocked on my door and nobody answered. And I said, of course, I'm not using real names. I said, Chaim, open up. Not until you go to the wedding. Are you out of your mind? I'm standing here in a kerchief in my model coat. I'm not going to the wedding this way. Go into the room across the hall. Go into the room across the hall. All the stuff you need for the wedding is there. And how exactly do you, are you such a maven of what I need for the wedding? Your mother's there. Oh, she's in on this also. Chaim, open this door now! And a neighbor came by. I think, okay, yeah, sure. I think, all right, yeah, yeah. Heard someone screaming here. No, it's just, just, haven't seen much of you. Yeah, you know, busy with the kids. As soon as she left, open the door! Not opening the door. She was very angry. Very, very angry. She stormed into the next room, angry at her mother. You want me to go to the wedding? I'll go to the wedding. I'll walk in and storm out, okay? She went over to the wedding a couple of blocks away in Williamsburg, the Elmaisha Hall. In those days, there was something called a public phone. A bunch of old ladies sitting there collecting tzedakah rolled her eyes. She saw women talking about her. She wanted to scream and cry, but she needed a few minutes there just to be Aitza. So the phone provided cover. She picked up the, the, the phone. She went into a phone booth. She picked up the cover. She was crying and screaming. One of the old women that's collecting money, the old Babas gets up and starts hobbling toward her. Oh, no. And she's fishing in her pocketbook for a dollar or whatever. She doesn't want the dollar. What do you want from me? Get this lady out of here. And this old Baba says to her, you're not talking to anybody. They did ask the Shmukainam, yes. You're not talking to anyone. Just get, get away. Get away from me. Then she goes ahead and says, foolish people. Not as she mentioned. Foolish people, they told you not to cry, right? They told you, get over with it. Turn the page. Get on with life. What do they know? Suddenly she wanted to hug this lady. She said, I lost 10 children in Auschwitz. The Germans ripped the child out of my hands. I came to, I lost my husband, I came to America, I remarried. One month after my marriage, my new husband cracked from the Tsaris in the concentration camps. He's in a mental institution. He's not fit to give me a get. I have been in Naguna and I will probably remain in Naguna the rest of my life. And people tell me, turn the page, go ahead, go on with life. What do they know? Moshe realized she was hugging this lady very hard. This, this Baba, this Bina Yaseira Baba, this Sedekis, had the wherewithal never to ask her at any point why she was crying. It wasn't important. And she said to her, Ich zug dir mamala. I tell you, cry, whine, but don't waste your tears. I'm watching your tears. I'm a maven on tears. I'm an expert on tears. Those tears, they're, they're, they're tears of anger. 
They're tears of guilt. They're tears of hopelessness. You're crying already. I'm not telling you not to cry, but don't waste your tears. You can use those tears in tefillah. You can use those tears in prayer and davening to Hashem. Use those tears to cry for your family. Use those tears to cry for whoever has the same problem you had or have. You know something? Use those tears to cry for the Tsar Hashkina. Now, she overstepped the bounds. Tsar Hashkina, look what, what? What do I have with the Tsar Hashkina? And then the woman said, perhaps taking a pot shot, or maybe she knew more than she was willing to give him. Think Hashem is not crying for his children. Cry. Cry that Hashem should be able to redeem his children. Bring everyone back. Don't waste your tears. And she strokes her cheek and says, Vine, Mamala, cry. Cry right. She walks away. She took the telephone, bang. She started to cry. But this time she cried for her husband who really lost a wife. She cried for her parents that lost a daughter. She cried for her other children that lost a mother. She cried so hard. Suddenly she started genuinely crying for a Kaddish Baruch. She was really crying for the Tzara Shechina. She said, I know how you feel, Hashem. She couldn't believe it. I'm crying for Tzara Shechina? Somehow she was able to do it. When she finished sobbing, she said she told me she felt like a huge weight was lifted from her chest. She ran in and started dancing for everyone. She even overheard someone saying, she must have been medicated. Fine, let them say what they want. She said, I had my ups and downs since then. But I live a very normal life, and she also runs a support group to help others in the same situation. Cry. Tisha B'Av is about crying. It's also about crying right. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.